All right, what are we seeing in this? So they've, they've woken up from hypersleep and they're eating, right? This is the first, you know, meal that they're having and they're all gathering together in the cafeteria and they're joking around and characters are being set, you know, and Ripley's there. Bishop is, like, going around, like, handing out food. He's, like, basically serving people. It's a, it's a little bit weird. And they're eating cornbread. And the cornbread's disgusting. But they're bonding over it. <laughs> But this is the scene in which Bishop does the famous um, knife stabbing trick, right, that a lot of people know about. And, it, and it's the scene where Ripley realizes that he's an android. And she gets really upset about it because he bleeds that, like, milky blood that androids have. And, you know, there's an arc going to going to this, right? Because at the end of the movie, Bishop's her only ally, right? Like, he's her only friend. But right now she hates it. I came up with this podcast idea, a horror movie podcast idea, and my first thought was to bring aboard some of my cohorts, one of them being my my wife, and our BFF, Mariana. Might I just interject, though, before you get going, maybe your, your great idea could not have been birthed without the genius of your said wife and Mariana. That's true. That's true. And the fact that we're all quarantining together, so <laughs> good start. Of- you know, out of boredom comes great things. Well, you know, and actually this is a, a concept that we came up with about six months ago, and you guys have been repeatedly fired and rehired and, and brought back on. <laughs> you can't replace us, Nigel. Yeah, no, we're irreplaceable. I actually never saw a contract. Nobody wants to listen to me talk. but And anyways. actually, might I say, with Vitamita Vegetim, with our... Our side gig as filmmakers, yeah, burgeoning film filmmakers. Maker. Check it out on the YouTube. <laughs> I have never fired anyone no, from the true. team. Well, you're more patient. You have a different directorial yeah. style. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you were saying, this is our podcast. <laughs> this is our podcast. Mm-hmm. Introductions. I am Nigel. I am Cheyenne. I'm Mariana. But we have, we, I have, a, my horror nickname is the Peruvian Nightmare. Shine, do you have you come up with one? <laughs> what I said, crying. I don't know. Cryan. I, what did oh. you say? Mine was. I don't know. Cryan you said something really funny, and I don't remember oh. what it was. But yeah, that's oh, because Sh- your middle name is Chapman. I said Cheyenne Ch- Chopman. Cryan Chopman. Cryan Chopman. Yeah, I said go for it. All right, and you? Oh, I'm Scary Anna. That's, that's very clever. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I guess the big thing is that there's a 10,000 horror, horror movie podcasts out there, and we're, we're going to be hard-pressed to make an example out of the herd. But we, uh, you know, we're going to bring our own twist to the thing. We all have very different ideas about horror movies. And 
what we do have a commonality is that we've remade several, a couple, two, <laughs> two, two horror movies for what's that film challenge? What is it again? The, there was a 48-hour film challenge. Five, and yeah. It's a, so, Gainesville Cinema Drone does right. the, the film challenges, and they're various. Yeah. We have always been, I think, one of the smallest teams. Like, some yeah. of the teams come in with, you know, they max out. Yeah. Um, with the number of crew and actors and we regularly come in with three we do a lot sometimes four if we count the dog or the baby baby. yeah Mm -hmm. and might i say the last two that we did we came away with awards yeah that's true that's true we are two trophies um for special effects so little house on the scary the name came from i grew up um, child of the 80s and was literally watched every episode of little house on the prairie multiple times um i wouldn't i don't know if i'm proud of that fact but i guess i am sort of um but i'm proud of it i tell everyone i know yeah every single episode multiple times and and so the idea of walnut grove and little house on the prairies is all about like americana and comfort and like this false history uh you know of the the the, brave people frontier (laughs) the brave people on the frontier so i flipped the script and thought Little House on the Scary. And we, this podcast will literally have nothing to do with the um, the uh, television show aside from me ripping off the name. But Little well, House. We're going to call you Half Pint, Nigel. Yeah, you call me Half Pint. That, that works. <laughs> it's not very scary, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the Peruvian Nightmare is too long, and I'm not a wrestler. I listen to a lot of horror podcasts, and so I, I, I'm going to have to admit that um, Jason Piles, who used to be on horror movie podcast um and now does horror movie weekly uh and a couple of other podcast episodes he is pretty f- famous in the world of movie podcasting but he was one, like i guess my influence for that you i've listened to faculty crying. of horror they're they're one of my favorites but faculty of horror of course um out of toronto so i do have some horror movie podcast influences and i'm we're gonna steal i'm stealing all that i'm stealing all their shit like uh their formatting too but so the basic format of this show is that we're gonna each each episode we're going to be reviewing or giving our own reviews on a particular um movie that one of us you know everybody's gonna basically assign homework before the episode and we're gonna if we can as a group watch the movie together and then we'll talk about it and then but we're having segments that's the kind of where we're gonna deviate from the script of uh, so many horror movie podcasts is that we're gonna have segments for each episode one sort of like a history or you know a little deeper discussion into particular aspects of the film and then also what is it called Recipe Corner. Recipe Corner. Cheyenne, what is... Placeholder? I mean, Cryan, what is Recipe Corner? I really love special effects, practical effects. And so Recipe Corner is kind of like, how would we do that? Or how did they do that? That's like one of the main things that I do when I'm watching scary movies is interrupt the people who are watching (laughs) it and say, how did they do that? Why did they do that? What is that made of? Yeah. So that's that's what we'll discuss is how did they do that and if we were going to remake that scene yeah how would we do it we do with it? our own pantry staples right <laughs> being poor people <laughs> how would we remake remake particular scenes so that's recipe corner and that'll be really fun to do for um, each movie so 
We should have a segment that's thoughts with Scary Anna. Thoughts with Scary yeah. Anna. I love yeah. it. Because triangle. I feel like I bring this very like outsider view yeah. of horror because I was never really much into horror before I met you. Well, me neither. Uh, Nigel. Mm. <laughs> and so now I've watched a lot of horror movies and I just feel like I there are things that I see in the horror movies that maybe some other people don't yeah, see. Yeah, no doubt. You know? No so, doubt. Yeah. So uh, Scary Anna's What's, Corner... It's another corner. <laughs> another cor- it's a I mean, a room has four corners. So. <laughs> we are in a room. <laughs> All right. So multiple corners. There's a multiple cornered conversation here. But we're going to jump in directly into our main film tonight, and it's Alien. Right? Okay. So let me just preface this, listeners. We Alien the movie and the entire series has been talked about at nauseum on horror movie podcasts like for ages right and you know there's been like literal books written on the the film specifically so there's been so much coverage but it we just happened to start the ball rolling on this series and we watched every single one with exception of alien versus predator um it's not really part of it doesn't count totally yeah it's a total ridiculous side story but um i have seen alien versus predator and it is in fact a ridiculous side story that is actually, I guess it's not bad. It's not bad. Anyway, so we're just going to, we're, we're starting with Alien. We're not doing an alphabet thing. But then next week, Mariana is bringing a film of choice. Yeah. Or Scary Anna is bringing a film of choice. Pick and, a B uh, we'll movie. Discuss that. Huh, a B movie. But actually pick a movie that starts with B because I want to do the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy for cry to follow is the alphabet. So I picked Alien not knowing that I was picking the first movie. Yeah. Oh, or right. that like everybody has already talked about Alien. I just really like that film yeah, a lot. A like the first one. And then we've watched the series before you and I, Peruvian Nightmare. Um <laughs> like where we get in this this zone of like binging the next one and then the next one and the next one because it's just so exciting to be in that world and it's it's not hokey or anything and maybe that's because um ellen ripley is such a badass she is Um, a badass yeah and so then garyanna hadn't seen all of the films with us so this is probably like what the third or fourth time that we've yeah, watched the whole series. Yeah, probably third time. Yeah. Yeah, um, first time for me. Third time, definitely third time. Being that it was your idea, what, which of, of the entire series, which one is your, like, favorite? Alien. Yeah. Alien, yeah. It's, yeah, like, definitely. the best. Um, definitely. And then I would say just cap it at, um, when Sigourney Weaver isn't in it, uh, then you just cap it. Like, all the other ones... For me, like they're fun to watch, but I like my brain. Yeah, that's a fine movie, but I, for me, it just makes the whole series like a little bit more confusing as far as the timeline. But I've never really been a huge (laughs) fan of like, oh, what happens before this? The first part of it happens, and then releasing those prequel films. Well, it was never intended to be a prequel, but anyway, Uh so Alien One, the first film, Alien. Prometheus was never at the time of its writing was sort of never really intended to be a a prequel per se. 
it was a sort of um, parallel story that was a, kind of happening at the a same previous time, time or the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. but, but um, I would say just the series, just cap it with yeah. um, what is the last one that Sigourney Weaver is in? Like Resurrection. Resurrection. Well, okay, so yeah, that one. Just one, two, and three is no, just no. Resurrection kind of perfect. is important. It's important, it's important but it's yeah, not but it's, really my favorite because it's not really Ellen Ripley, and it's not really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, part of the problem that's true but so ellen ripley is she's a badass um she's yeah. a strong female character you know there's not a whole lot of sexing her no um in the film well i mean it the movie starts with her in her underwear yeah that's true and so it sets up as a regular ordinary exploitive female exploitive film right it sets up the viewer yeah. thinking that they're looking at this sex object and she's going to be a sex those people that haven't seen it right yeah i wish i could remember my first reaction to watching it because maybe th i did have that sort of disappointing like disappointment yeah. of like oh, really another yeah. one like i've seen this before like really sort of wanting to see a stronger lead so was this the first time you saw it, Mariana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the, the first the one. The first one? Yeah. Oh, well, know. you know, I might have seen bits and pieces of it in my youth. Yeah. But, you know, because it was playing in the background somewhere. Like reel to reel. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was a cave painting. Stop, stop, okay. Stop, <laughs> Thanks, Nigel. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, I was familiar with it just yeah. because it's become such a part of like culture like mm. you know the yeah. um but but i had never actually sat down and watched from beginning to end mm. the whole movie so you probably knew though that about the underwear well or <laughs> knew that it wasn't your typical like i knew that it was a really good horror movie mm. right that it was yeah. you know highly regarded well do you know what's interesting though that you said that that alien one the first one alien um that it is become this big cultural icon but this literally just popped into my head. The mo one of the most famous images, like if you search for Alien on Google or whatever, the one of the first images is from Alien Resurrection, of the with with the Sigourney alien, Rip like, Weaver like right in her face. Yeah, and so the Alien with, kiss. Yeah, yeah, but she's like moving away, like it's going to hit her, and so that's another like sort of tie into this gender topic right like yeah. it's this beast coming in and the woman is cringing it's the queen right yeah yeah that's right it is the queen yeah and the the, the female and it doesn't protagonist kill her. is this no is spoilers an excellent segue into my favorite movie because yeah. this is Go. this is the this is definitely a minority opinion in that <laughs> i like alien 3 a lot i thought it was a great movie yeah right that's exactly the scene that you were talking with about with the fake forest whitaker <laughs> Oh, Nigel. Jason S. Dutton. <laughs> Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Jason's his, Jason's his brother. Charles S. Dutton. Thank you very much. Charles S. But anyway, I yeah. liked Alien 3 a lot. I know that that is the the movie that's been most, you yeah. know, panned as yeah. a, from, from the entire series, right? Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I thought, like, like the the um, setting of the prison colony was really interesting. There was this very interesting, like religious aspect underlying all of it. Yeah. Um, is this, this group of men, no women allowed. And so then there's this idea of gender that comes in when Ripley comes 
you know, there and how she, you know, disrupts things and interacts with them. And there's a little bit of romance between her and the doctor. And I really like that. Oh, the doctor gets I'm sorry. killed pretty brutally. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like, there was a sweetness involved in that that you hadn't seen with Ripley before. Like she hadn't been allowed and it was not exploitative. Like, no. I thought it was, it was carnal lust, though. It carnal was, lust. It was very well done, and I enjoy. I personally enjoyed that movie. I thought. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it was a great mm-hmm. movie. The, the first three movies are solid. Film, yeah, solid films. Uh, my first one, my favorite, is the first one as well. Um, and I think I do like the second one a lot, but I would. I, I would almost hesitate to call the second one horror before I'd call it an action James movie. Cameron. Yeah, it's very action oriented, but it's a it's, little bit cheesy. It's a little cheesy, Super but it's cheesy. it's um <laughs> Yeah, the 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 first one because it was so real and I think one of the one of the interesting dynamics about it when Alien came out was that really the I don't know, I might be totally wrong here, but 2001 a Space Odyssey is like another super famous future space epic um where, you know, long time travel space epic movie and so they're they're so diametrically different where 2001 is like this guy all by himself going off into the far distant space and although technology is also a problem yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, exactly in both movies right but then this is this is like what what is so wonderful about alien is that it's very much this blue collar movie or focused on that with this tinge of what at the time during the 80s that was so particular about like this naivete that the blue collar had right they didn't recognize the reagan dynamics at in the moment when this was made in 79 there was always this illusion of things like the future was something that was possible like a like a future like this and then they of space travel, I mean, but then you know they throw a fucking a wrench into it by like any times you any time you see this kind of expansive, like American manifest destiny into space, right? There's always an obstacle that stands in the way of success of that. Just like in every situation historically, there's this obstacle that stands in the way, and that's this this like, alien, like the native beings of another place, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we eliminate that. Those Where? those obstacles. It seems to be a theme. Oh boy. <laughs> well, there's something interesting, and in this is maybe like uh, way off track. And you tell me if you want to go down this this road, but so the idea of traveling in space yeah. is it seems very advanced in theory, but then in practice, like you've been to this, the space, um, yeah. Space center. The the space center. Yeah. You were at NASA. You helped like archive NASA. I did. And the shuttle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The shuttle. Shuttle And so I remember you calling me and sending me pictures and telling me, um, about how the technology was like it, it looked almost it plastic and super fake. antiquated. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Everything looked so dated because it was, you know, it was. The whole program was so, which makes movies like this in reality like completely fantasy, right? Like it's a fantasy horror. Anything right. in space is fantasy. We've been to space, but not fucking seven years away or whatever, you know? So it's, it's, there's no way that we have this idea of, especially in 1979, um, which makes Prometheus and then the, whatever the next one very problematic in my scene, but we, we can go into that later. There's continu- ma- major, major like design film continuity errors because the technology in the prequel is more advanced than the technology but, in the original. But, but 
um, Cheyenne made the point, rightly so, that the Alien movie was a bunch of schlubs on a mining yeah. craft, whereas Prometheus was elites yes, going out. So, yeah, so yeah. it makes sense that the Prometheus technology would look more advanced than what was on the Nostromo, right? Yeah. Because that was a yeah. mining ship. That yeah. was like whatever you needed to do to get into space, let's just do it and... Hope yeah, we'll get take back. this garbage truck. Yeah, it's a garbage truck, right? Whereas Prometheus was, you know, Air Force One, you mm, know, like it was mm, the best of the true. best. Yeah, that's a good so, point. well, one thing, and I'm real, we'll kind of segment into like my history or interesting topic segment of this episode is that what, what has also been talked about a lot. I mean, books have been made about this is the I, the concept of sex and gender and patriarchy and all these different subjects that are uh, like intertwined with how this movie was designed. Jimena Gallardo, Jimena Gallardo and Jason Smith wrote a book called Alien Woman: The Making of Lieutenant Ellen Ripley and in this book they're really just looking at the development of Ripley as a character and who she is uh, throughout all the first four four films um, sort of on the basis of this uh, idea of the monstrous feminine which was an idea put forth by uh, a film professor in Melbourne at the University of Melbourne named Barbara Creed and basically the this concept and you two as women please feel free to interject because i do not want to speak for why women thank you concept. nigel but um the how kind feminine. of you <laughs> yes i'm directing you to do that so. <laughs> the, the, the monstrous feminine connotes i'll just read this uh connotes the specificities of the female monster as with all other stereotypes of the feminine from virgin to whore the female monster is defined in terms of her sexuality the phrase monstrous feminine emphasizes the importance of gender in the construction of her monstrosity Alien is all about sex, right? <laughs> um, and so what's really interesting, as I brought up earlier with Cheyenne, is that um, it starts off, Ripley starts off as this sort of stereotyped sexy, in the sexy scene with her in her underwear is how the first movie starts. And then it, it throughout the entire series, it basically turns that on its head. And you stop looking at Ripley as this sex. I mean, that's still there. The presence of that is still there, right? But it's it, it's not the focus. Um, her body is no longer the focus of, well, I guess until the fourth episode. But um, <laughs> primarily, her body is no longer the focus of her ability. It's not. She's not a sex object anymore. She's more of a um, a typical hero story, right? Just a typical like overcoming obstacle heroine kind of story, right? Yeah, for sure. Except where she like somewhat deviates to the the maternal. Um, she's got to save Jones, who yes, she right. like wasn't really. Yeah, the cat. For yeah, those into, of you who don't know, that's the, yeah, cat. the cat, not a human. Um, yeah, which for me felt like like too much of that trope. Like, yeah, it just wasn't believable because she didn't have that. Well, they had seemed to have that connection. They with hadn't the cat really beforehand. established the relationship, although the cat was eating at the table this next true. to her. I didn't recognize that, <laughs> but also maybe like when I watched it later, I saw the, like the last two, I forget who their the characters names, the last two died. And so now Ripley is all alone. And so now she maybe needs that cat, like, 
as um, a distraction or um, motivation. a motivation to get back to the ship and, and get away mm-hmm. before it's blasted mm-hmm. to smithereens. So, yeah, but so when you say this movie is about sex, I just I think that we need to parse that a little because it's not about it's not about sex in terms of like titillation of like right. this is like not, sexy not and attractive. This is about like sex in terms of like like absolute like fundamental like biological, biological drive sex. and Correct. need and like it's kind of gross and it's violent yeah. and you know so it's it's different yes i didn't you're right you're absolutely right sorry to interrupt you're absolutely nope. right i didn't want i didn't mean sex as in like banging um and that and that's what makes that scene in 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 part three so awkward the, well, no, I don't. So I didn't see that in terms of sex. I saw that in terms of one woman recognizing another woman, right? I mean, in that talking the between her and the, the love the scene, doctor. the doctor, oh, or the, the scientist. Doctor. Yeah, no, but, yeah, no, I was thinking of the kiss between the alien monster right. and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it's funny how we had these different ideas of sex. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was thinking I, I, of I the was, alien. No, I totally agree with you that it's not about like like um like romantic sex and I think when you say that yeah, it's about biological sex. That's what I meant. But to but say. sex okay. as a destructive force, which I think is a very male point of view. Huh. Like that. Gaze. Yeah, no, Mirror that's gaze. definitely that. So we talk about like horror movies and why we watch horror movies and what's interesting about horror movies. And for me, it's because it really brings to the surface what we're really afraid of, like the real the things that we're truly afraid of. And and these movies, I think definitely female sexuality is at the top of that list. Like that's part of what's the horror of this is. independent female yeah, sexuality ab- absolutely right because yeah. the the alien queen doesn't does not seem to breed with any male that she just seems to produce well, the that's eggs what, that's what another quote here the the alien is not only a killing machine but also a relentless reproductive yes. machine inevitably then an alien narrative engages in the wide range of female body narratives bringing the otherness of the otherwise repressed and denied female body to the fore as males are penetrated, impregnated, and give birth, the distinction oh, yeah. between male body and female body upon which our cult, our entire culture is based begins to blur, right? And so the queen and then these these drones, basically, that are doing the killing and, of course, the facehuggers, they're, fl- again, flipping that script that is the traditional idea of this biological sex that we all, we kind yeah. of all have been... Uh, brainwashed into thinking this is this is the site of the alien horror faced with the alien we are all feminized oh the horror the horror of alien yes of being feminized (laughs) but that's what barbara creed or these two folks were talking about based on barbara creed's writing is basically that there's this whole other deeper component to this 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 concept of what the alien is. And, th- and this is something that's been argued upon. Um, I don't do not how- know how you could argue that the aliens are not both vaginal and phallic, phallic. ding-dongs. <laughs> I mean, they're giant penises. Um, what emerges from the uh, the chest burster scene is a, is a is a penis with metal teeth you know it's and like, the cutest little underbite yeah the, very adorable very adorable penis metal toothed penis <laughs> but i'm gonna sound bite that for nigel <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh. 
That was, I was talking about Alien 1, but now let's go ahead and based on our favorites, because there's, there's what? There's um, six movies right now, in, not including uh, Alien versus Predator. That makes seven in the- Doesn't sort of, count. Doesn't count. But of, the, of your favorite, one to, like, how would you rank that one to 10? 10 being a masterpiece, the greatest movie that has ever been made, or one being um, like, avoid this movie like the plague. Oh gosh, do I have to do all of them? I mean, no, alien, no, yeah. just your favorite. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, too mo- there's too many. Yeah, there's <laughs> too many. Um, alien, I I got to dock points because of the panties in the end. I get it, I do get it because it's comfortable. But there's also like the viewer's gaze, like that that becomes troublesome. Yeah, it's sort of like re brings that back to where it started as. as yeah. This. this this movie that is kind of rooted in this titillation, right? Yeah, and then also, like I said, the cat. like It complicates Ripley's story. It does, and maybe I want Ripley to be a perfect specimen, just mm-hmm. like the alien is a perfect specimen. Mm-hmm. And yes. as a female viewer, I want her to be without flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see, <laughs> those as, I see those as flaws because of... Um, how the story sort of builds her character and my expectations of her character um, as someone who I would like idolize or want to become like. And when I see her make those choices, I'm like, I wouldn't do that. But also I'm a viewer sitting on my couch, drinking wine and eating chocolate. So like, (laughs) would I do any of it? So anyways, I dock it a few points um, because of that, but I would say it's a masterpiece. It was 1979 and we're in 2020 and that movie is still like in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. I nine and a half, maybe I, I don't know. I'm hard pressed to give anything a 10. Cryan says nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would say seven. I mean, it was, it's yeah. a for good... For your favorite? No, that's no, for Alien. For Alien, yeah. For Alien, yeah. My favorite's probably five and a half. But I, I still <laughs> I still love it. I have an emotional attached. No, I get yeah, it. Yeah. But you know, a- Alien, the movie itself, at, at the time, it definitely pushed some boundaries as yeah. far as like the female. I mean, originally that Ripley character was supposed to be male. Right. And so, the, br- you know, bringing in that female. But then, of course, yeah, the, at the end, that panty scene, like just there, there were aspects to it that, you know, rooted it back into its time. Right. Where it's all about the male gaze and the female body. And yeah. but um, but also at, at the same time, it's you know, it's a it's a entertaining horror movie it wasn't made to break ground it wasn't made to like you know make statements about society and you know change people fundamentally the way some other movies might and so that's why i would say Mm. seven because i reserve like nines and tens for those movies that are like intentionally yeah they're they're intentionally like pieces of art right and this i would argue is entertainment it was just—it was made to be entertainment. That can be so easily blown, though, and I think that's what makes um, this movie so powerful. Is that that subversive kind of? I mean, it, it really makes the movie deep. Alien, it makes it very deep because it's—it's—it's it's a, it's a very subversive kind of um, reflection or uh, conceptualization, right? It's—it's it's very 
deep concept and it's not and of course there's the horror aspects of it the gore and the action that kind of keep that sort of in the periphery but yeah um I, I i give it a 10 it's i think it's a masterpiece i think it's it's in my top five horror bounces mm-hmm. between four and five i love it i love alien <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is. It's one that you and I have gone back to yeah, over and over again. Times, and yeah. I think, like, thinking about what you were talking about, whether it's art or entertainment, makes me wonder, like, why we go back to it. And if if there are great pieces of art that are um, groundbreaking, yeah. aren't always comfortable to sort of live with. Um no, so I mean, maybe we're just this movie has definitely become part of our culture, yeah. right? Yeah. It's become like it has created so many cultural tropes and right? I mean, the, even people like me who had never really seen the movie were, knew about it and knew mm-hmm. about the chest bursting scene like when I saw Halloween costumes with chest mm-hmm. burst, I knew exactly what movie that came from even though yeah. it's not I hadn't really watched the movie all the way through. And so it's definitely integrated into culture. So it becomes almost something more than art, you know, it becomes like this cultural artifact. It becomes part of the fabric of yeah. society. After yeah. the fact we recognize that. It wasn't it, it was it was pretty highly reviewed in the like when it came out, but you know, it's definitely one of those things that is its reputation has grown, is improved with the ages. Whereas actually, the uh, the previous, the subsequent films have not um, have not aged well. Have not, aged well. <laughs> have I not. mean, two two is a solid film too. I would give two easily uh, if I was rating two. two is... I would give two a seven, seven and a half. Um, I love that movie. It's I think so it's James Cameron, though. It's very, it's very cheesy. Paul Reiser. Um, I just game yeah. over, but man. But that, it, that is a great. It's also soundbite. very deep, though. <laughs> it's also very deep because you know, again, that was made in '83, maybe, and so it was made in the middle of Reagan administration when there was all these different um, hmm. movies that were being made that were all about the American team going out and 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 overcoming an adversary so the marines going at rambo came out you know it's all about the u.s military going out and mm. kicking an adversary top gun ass. is top gun about the military yes yeah. i don't know why it, like i've never seen it but like i was thinking about the 80s and yeah, reagan and true, immediately i thought oh yeah, top gun yeah, it yeah. it very much it's feels true. like it's in the same yeah. It's, coming from the same world it's all about um american exceptionalism um it's all about america going out and kicking ass but the, again the directors sort of flip the script and they lose <laughs> yeah so, i mean ripley survives um but still yeah the rest they, of they, them the, all the marines get their ass kicked yeah, yeah they do yeah so it's um game over yeah. game over, game over man, man. I love that line. I love it. <laughs> so let's segue into Recipe Corner. Recipe Corner. We need a theme, so, like a little ditty yeah. for Recipe I, Corner. I would ask you, Cryanne, my, the thing I'm most interested in in this movie, as far as like special effects goes, is just all that gooey alien mucus yeah like how would you do something like that yeah it was like they must have had gallons and gallons of that stuff but it, yeah because it had like a particular viscosity it, yeah. it is like yeah lots of the goos 
of the Alien series are viscous and yeah. wet and relate Very to the wet. body, <laughs> but also like and sticky, sticky and like that kind of snotty where it has like it's yeah. webby. Yeah, yeah. So we've done a little mucus, bit. Like um, mucus. Like mucus, yeah. yeah. Nigel's built a lot of Halloween props. Um, most recently, the eggs from yep. from Alien. Um, mm-hmm. And you have used... My, my eggs were from Alien 2. They were really influenced by Alien 2. You used, um, for the goo, hot, hot, hot glue. glue mm-hmm. um, that Clear hot glue. So that's great for something static. But yes. in a movie where the alien's moving, like opening its mouth and all, you see so that. So like, yeah. like yeah, e? So, yeah, I was going through my pantry list mm-hmm. um, if I needed to do that here yeah. in my house where I'm quarantining because I don't have a Hollywood budget. Nope. To, and I don't have like cans of alien mouth goo and mucus goo. Can you get and... cans of alien mouth oh, goo yeah. on I mean, Amazon? Yeah, like if you've never been you on a Hollywood set. In an hour. I'll get you that in an hour. <laughs> it comes in big uh, barrels. Big barrels. <laughs> i get you a toe. You want a toe? I'll get you a toe by this afternoon. <laughs> so vitamin E oil comes in these little capsules and it is super viscous, almost like honey, but it's not affordable, no. right? You not know, at the amounts that you would Not in that quantity. So you... For us, we would have to shoot, you know, like quarter yeah. scale. Um, we're going to build but a you little know, the set. the alien had beautiful skin, you know, like very smooth. Right. It was, the vitamin E might have contributed. It's very to shiny. Him. Something that's shiny but and glossy. Mineral oil. Mineral oil. Gloss will hide oil. any, like, um, it'll smooth out your skin. Yeah. 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 Make it look satiny. So, oh. What's another special effect that you had thought about for the film? Focus oh, on? so I was thinking... Um, the actual, what did we call him? The little, um, little chest burster, um, penis, <laughs> penis, uh, with metal the penis, cutest little <laughs> the penis, underbite penis, <laughs> underbite penis. You, cute. you did. You said it's the cutest little penis. Cheyenne oh, wrote that cute. down. I did. Oh, yeah, Jesus, I tweeted man. it out to everyone. Proud. I can say cute penis. There Good go. for you, Nigel. Yeah. Um, do you remember that snake toy that you found? Yes. The little wooden snake toy it totally reminded me of oh, of that, um, Mariana. The the little wooden yeah. snake toys that are like hinged that you can hold on. out horizontally. Yeah. yeah, and so they move, but there's like this rigid staticness. Well, it had to a it. tail like that. Yeah, yeah. So something like that. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what, was the other <laughs> what other? What about the? What about the acid blood? Oh. I don't know how we would recreate no, that except no. for alcohol on styrofoam. Anything, yeah. Oh, lots of well, things will eat you through go, styrofoam. You know, huh? Yeah, Alcohol-based lots of things will styrofoam. eat like, like really? very quickly through styrofoam. Yeah. You could also go with alien acid. That's true. All, also well, from the same Amazon seller yeah. that hard. sells yeah. the goo. That's <laughs> hard, though. That should have probably taken three days do you think something like coca-cola would burn through it it does burn through so the alien acid blood was kind of greenish yeah so you'd have to like doctor it up we've got some pea soup left over from the exercise pea soup is not gonna do it no but mixed with alcohol or so gelatin when you cook gelatin down um the you're not gonna add, um, you're gonna add more liquid than it calls for to make like the jigglers. And then you can also add um, slurries to the gelatin to thicken it up. Ew. So that, so when your gelatin, 
Lisa Slurry? Little Lisa Slurry from The Simpsons? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that Simpsons is. Simpsons reference. Lil Lisa it went Slurry. right over Lisa our Slurry. Um, so you take a puree, a green puree, um, and then you add the gelatin to it and let it set up. And then you break it up with your hands. And it. I know, I see the face that you're making. Yeah, um, disgusting. No, <laughs> exactly, though, because it... Pea soup, it, gelatin. <laughs> pea soup and gelatin. And you're going to get that, like, kind of... Oh, yeah, it's making me... Yeah, I guess that's what you want when it comes to special effects for a horror movie, right? Yeah, and so when you're thinking about filming something like the alien acid eating through the hull of the ship, like, you don't actually have to have something eat through it. Like, you can do a shot of the green, the fake acid stuff, and then cut to a separate shot that is actually eating. Yeah, it's falling through. It's eating through it. Even if you got something like... It, even if your surface was painted, like if you were trying to make a piece of styrofoam look like metal, you could get something like some kind of solvent that's going to eat through that. And it would take a while. And then you could just fast forward. Yeah. The film, so These are the secrets like of uh, like film. Going... Film is actually like, it's amazing. Film is magic. Um, it's magic, guys. Because when you look at it from a distance, you see sort of this experiment going on where things are set up and there's lights and there's cameras and there's people like choreographing things. And so it it doesn't look like much Hmm. um, because when you watch it on the screen, you have blinders on, you don't have this like 180 degree. um, But also you're being directed to view what the director wants you. Exactly. Exactly. Just controlled. I love it. I love that. And so So it's it's just like magic, actually. Misdirection. Misdirection, right. Sleight of hand. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors. Cute, cute (laughs) metal tooth penises. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there there are ways to do it where you don't actually have to physically and truthfully do the action that's being portrayed. No, you can imply um, it. Yeah. yeah, and that's I have what's seen so that. fascinating to me. Yeah, like, and it's amazing how the human brain will fill in the missing pieces. Yeah, like we fill we fill it in. Which I yeah. have to say, that's like so much of what a lot of modern filmmaking with digital effects not practical effects that they totally miss out they provide us with too much information too much yes you out of like i agree this visual realism and put you into like what you like that other part that you're seeing in your brain Mm -hmm. i'm burping very much lots of burps Nigel. Ice Cold 72, please drink First Magnitude Brewing Company's (laughs) Delicious Pale Ale number 72. So that reminded me of the scene in Psycho where you don't see her getting stabbed. You see the blood and you see the knife. Yeah. And it's powerful. Right. You don't actually need to see it happen. It's more terrifying in your head the way that you're imagining it than if you were to actually show it. And I love like the practical effects of gore on camera is so fun. Um, But I think cinematically and artistically it's, it's way more effective. Like you said to withhold when you're subtle. Yeah. Gore can be fun. So what I wanted to say is you have that crash desk dummy that you found on the side of the road. It's true. Right. Okay. So. The oh, right the now. chest burster. Yep. We're uh-huh. going to do the chest burster. So we're going to take that guy. What was his name? Uh, Hank. Hank. Oh, God. Hank. Okay. We're going to take Hank. Handsome you Hank. You murdered Hank. 
<laughs> we're going to lay him on the table where we're having spaghetti, Scariana. Okay. You got it? Okay. <laughs> we're going to cut sort of hole okay. in his chest, okay. make a cavity. There's already a cavity there. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to dress him mm-hmm. in a shirt, mm-hmm. a tunic. Casual shirt. Casual shirt. Tunic, tunic shirt. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like a Roman, like a Roman fucking orgy. <laughs> so, so he was wearing, Kane was wearing a white t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. A white, white t-shirt. t-shirt. And then whoever's playing Kane, their head is going to be under. So the, you're going to you're gonna cut a hole, hole in, the table. in your table. Right, there's a hole in the table. Real commitment, it, giant. You can get a table. Yeah. You can get a you table, table anywhere. Table. Yeah, we'll get a table. By this afternoon. Might be your table that we cut a hole through. Yeah. All right. So you cut a hole through that table, and Kane's head comes through that right at the neck. Oh, yeah. By the way, Nigel, we have to remove Hank's head. Is yeah, that going to be all right? Off, but we'll just, like, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, we're going to take <laughs> off Hank's head. That's fine. We can reattach it later. That's what she said. Yeah. All right, so you're with me, you're eating spaghetti. So we've got the cavity, we've got two cavities, and then then a little puppet inside. This is the snake puppet. Yeah. And then we have, um, what is the blood packet underneath the shirt? A squib. We have a squib. We have a girl Mm -hmm. in the corner who's going to scream. So the squib goes because at first all you see is just blood on the shirt. She says. (laughs) So what's in the squib though? So what do you make your blood out of? Fake this blood. is like gl- glycerin and and yeah. red food coloring. You need and... like more fake brownish. Fake blood is pretty cheap though. Like yeah. we'd probably go with fake blood. You could go because yeah. there's a lot of blood. You know there's that little the little yeah, chest bursters covered back. in it. No, you're not. Your t-shirt's gone. Yeah. Yeah. If it was black and white, we could do chocolate syrup. That's true. Yeah, and that yeah. stuff is cheap. Yeah. yeah, but it's color. But it's color. So. Um, what is so you got the, delicious? You got the squib with some raspberry jam or whatever you got, you know, in your in your fridge, and then the you've pies. got <laughs> the pyres. and then you've got the little <laughs> the little chest burster mm. is gonna be like a puppet. Mm-hmm. Kane's hand is also under there, his head and his hand. Oh, and it comes out. I like that. And it's a flash. It's, it's what like a couple seconds. Yeah. So. It doesn't have to well, he be looks like around. totally finished. Yeah, he looks, he looks around, around he turns, at all the people. He turns. A puppet he makes can do that. Little... Zoomed in, so that you could, it could zoomed be in. Yeah, it, yeah could... it could be. It could be anywhere because you don't actually see um, Kane yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. And then he just like you can just he's pull definitely him. Pull he's him on a dolly. Yeah, yeah pull him on, on a dolly. dolly. Pull him on. Uh, pull him on a string. He does look like he's on a dolly. Super easy. And actually, that part where he runs off the table is kind of humorous to yeah me. it was silly. it's very not scary cute. i think that's it's one very of the, cute that's actually i i would say and we're gonna wrap it up but that's actually one of the um one of the only scenes that i think take a fraction of a point off <laughs> of my my rating is that scene it so 9.98 yeah 9.98 <laughs> yeah i think it's so adorable it, it is very adorable cute, but it, 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 it's it, not meant to it, be it it's like he's on roller skates the yeah. the the trauma and the drama mm, yeah. that had preceded it. Yeah, is, it's undermined. Is, yeah, it's like, oh, and now this cute metal tooth penis hmm. is running across the table. All right, well, I thought that was an excellent first episode, guys. Yeah. What do you think? Scary Anna? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Cry in. All right, next time. Yeah, yeah I pick. Scary Anna Get ready. picking the film. Now I'm scared. We have to come up with a hook line. But we appreciate y'all listening a to... A hook line. Yeah, a hook line. What do they say on Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. Like, what does he say to her when he I've puts never her seen to the bed show or something? And now you know. 
and knowing's half the battle. No, that's GI Joe, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> that's G- we got to we got to look that up yeah. cuz there's they do have like Yeah, I thought that we could pull things from that film. But we're just getting or started. From that show. Yeah. We're just getting started here at Little House on the Scary. Um, so it's going to be a good... Come back and visit us. Yeah, come back, visit us. So check us out. Doors always open. Thank you to everybody. Check out the show notes. All the information will be in the show notes. We'll have our quotes from these books and our documentation and everything will be in the show notes. I, I, I'm a big advocate of show notes. So if you're interested in what we're talking about, check it out. If you like us, we will be on Podbean and iTunes and Spotify. And uh, we are the, we are Little House on the Scary Podcast. We are Little House on the Scary. (laughs) (laughs) I spit all over your microphone. I'm sorry, Nigel. (laughs)